0: Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey and select Our Show in the drop-down menu that follows. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter-looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit, Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify Eye Drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more.
1: Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie.
0: And welcome to another episode of our Kardashian Voter Show. Hey, Jewel.
1: Hi, Em. How are you doing over there? I'm good. I've never recorded this late in the week with you before. I know. Well, last
0: week when we asked you guys you know, if you'd rather have Bravo on Thursday and Kardashians on Friday, it seemed to be a resounding yes. So we're trying that out this week and I guess we will see how it goes. But I said to Isabel, I was like, next week, if we're not going to get the screeners from Bravo for the reunion, which I don't think we are, we're going to have to record it Wednesday night after it airs. Because I mean, even you who's not a Bravo watcher, I feel like you can understand the gravity of this Beverly Hills reunion.
1: Oh, I fully understand it. Fully. I feel bad. Like I wish we could release
0: the episode right after it airs, but we f- it doesn't work like that because we need the time to record.
1: <laughs> yeah, record and edit, yeah.
0: I know, I know. Also, right before we started, Julie asked me when I think the Hulu show, what day of the week it's going to air on. And I said, let's save it. So can we have that conversation right now?
1: <laughs> I would love to have that conversation. Do you want me to reenact it for you on air right now? Yes, you're not too nervous. Okay. Hey, Am. <laughs> what do you think the Hulu show is going to come out on?
0: I don't know, but I wonder if they're going to stick to their roots of like a Thursday or Sunday, or if they're going to throw us for a loop. And if we're sitting here and just wanting to hypothesize or put dreams into the universe, in my ideal world, it would come out on a Tuesday night so that we could release the Kardashian episode on a Wednesday. Because I feel like people would rather have it earlier
1: in the week than on Friday. If there is a God, the Hulu show will premiere on a Tuesday. Right? Uh, That would be best case scenario for everybody, all of us.
0: I know. I also, you know, last week on Monday's episode, we were talking about the switch to Hulu and we were kind of saying, you know, it really is going to depend in terms of the content on what their motivation for going there was. Like, is it really just financially motivated as we kind of all think in the sense of like, they know that they could make so much more money there than they were making from E! Was it a completely different kind of show? And we got an inbox from somebody saying like, Yeah, the point that you guys didn't mention is also because they want to be able to release it sooner after it happens. Whereas, you know, back on E!, we'd have to wait like six months. And we've talked about that point before. I guess we didn't make it this most recent episode, but I'm thinking like they're filming right now. When do you think that's going to come out?
1: Well, when Kim was on Ellen, she said filming in the fall, premiere in the fall. So I would say the latest it's going to come out is December.
0: That's kind of what I think. There's a part of me that thinks that they definitely are going to have the first episode out before 2022.
1: That's what I think too. I mean, I really hope so. It, we've we've never had that kind of turnaround time before. I can't even picture what it's fully going to be like.
0: Honestly, I think aside from us cuz I feel like we all it's just going to be the best thing ever for them. I keep thinking about that, like specifically with Chloe, and honestly, I feel like Courtney would probably be more willing to Engage in it if she knew she wasn't going to have to relive everything six months later. Like I feel like for Courtney, that's probably also a motivating factor.
1: Right. I think so too. I mean, also Courtney seems so happy right now that, and again, this is a big assumption, but it genuinely feels like Scott DM aside, everything in her life is just so good right now that she would have no problem wanting to relive it again in six months
0: honestly, that's beyond accurate. I actually wanted to tell you, did you see the photo that she posted saying like first day of filming and she was in a white shirt, obviously the short hair and she's wearing that skull necklace. Yeah, of course. Okay. So I had this, I don't know if I want to say it was a dream, but I had this vision of the way that the season could start in terms of Courtney's first entrance. Can I tell you what it is? I would love nothing more. Okay. So Courtney walks in, in that outfit with the skull necklace and Kim makes a comment about the necklace, specifically about her style, since that's been such a conversation among the masses about how Courtney's style, I don't want to say is changing for Travis, but is evolving with her relationship with Travis. She's definitely dressing a little bit more punk. Kim has never been shy in calling out Courtney for her style. And not that she would say it negatively, but she would just comment on it. Courtney would then respond, saying something about how when Kim married Kanye, her entire style changed. And the skull necklace is really just the catalyst
1: for this entire conversation. And then Chloe comes in and Mm -hmm. her commentary is that she's just happy that Kim isn't talking about her clothes anymore. Yes. like Isn't that something that could a hundred percent happen? I could so see it. I mean, if that's not the opening scene, it's definitely a conversation that will take place at some point, I have to assume.
0: Yeah. I feel like Kim specifically is really going to want to lean into that. And I feel like Courtney, like you said, and again, this is an assumption, is just in this state of pure bliss that not only would she not get annoyed by Kim for pointing it out, but I think if anything, she would love to talk about elements of herself that have been potentially influenced by the Travis romance.
1: I think Courtney is going to be so excited to film this show and know that her sound bites are going to become TikTok sounds. Like, I think that every single day of filming, she is going to turn up and be like, what audio can I make go viral of myself today?
0: Well, it's funny because we've always said that we think that Courtney is really conscious of that now, now that she realized like kind of the iconicness of her one-liners. I I don't even think it's conscious necessarily. I really think it's like a subconscious thing of thinking in sound bites.
1: It is, that's just who she is. It's how she talks. It's always been like that. But it's it's so funny to me because I do think there's like, such a TikTok to current Courtney pipeline. Like, even without that renewed obsession with her because of TikTok, I think that people would be really into this relationship with Travis. I think the extent to how invested we are in it and how invested we are with her happiness and everything that she does is so directly correlated to this renewed era of Courtney. Because if you had Courtney when people were like not feeling her, aka like during the Kim fight, when everyone was just like, it's enough, Courtney. I think people would care about her relationship with Travis. I don't think it would be getting the response that it's gotten.
0: I don't think that it would either. Also, I'm sorry. Holy shit. Kim just posted her SNL thing. Should we watch it on air?
1: Yes, play it.
0: Let's quickly watch it and we'll come back a second after. Everybody pause this and go watch the one she just posted. We'll put the link in the description. Hold on. You can keep it running. Hi, I'm Kim Kardashian West and I'm hosting SNL This Week with Halsey. Oh my gosh. This crazy thought just occurred to me in this exact moment right now. Should- We start our own girl group. Absolutely not. We already said no when you pitched that backstage. Okay, you could hear me. I wasn't sure because security
1: had me in a headlock. I can't handle. Oh my God.
0: This, I am living for this. Holy shit. I cannot believe that we're releasing this 24 hours before it's gonna air.
1: I cannot even put into words how excited I am. I can't.
0: Seeing Kim on that stage, I'm actually, (laughs) if I'm gonna be totally honest, I feel like this is a safe space here. I am a little bit concerned at how proud I am. I Same. So like, same. Why am I acting like this is my daughter who's in her
1: first dance recital? This is Kim Kardashian. Oh, by the way, this is a way bigger deal.
0: <laughs> this is a way bigger deal.
1: <laughs> I've had a first dance recital and I can promise you that even my dad cares more about Kim on SNL. Yeah, you know, and honestly true. It's
0: just to see her on that stage. And to, I, think, I think what it is for me, one- I'm really excited for her and and proud of her because this is not necessarily something that comes so naturally to her. And so she's putting herself out there. But also, as we talked about last week, I think she recognizes how big of a deal this is. And I think that this is one of those things that really like solidifies her among, quote, the greats. And I just love to see that for her.
1: The thing that I want most out of this is just for her to just prove everybody wrong.
0: I know. I think she will. I think if any of them has the work ethic and the drive and like just the full-blown commitment to do it, I think it's Kim.
1: Kim's also low-key funny. She is funny. We were talking about that a few weeks ago. Like, she has a great line. She's very quick. Like, again, it's that very clear intelligence and humor working together thing that she just so has going on. But I think she is going to really surprise people that have no idea that side of her.
0: I think so, too. And also kind of unrelated to this, but... This week, the looks that she has worn leaving the Ritz, not that I'm personally obsessed with any of them, but I am so into the vibe that she's curating and I'm so into, the only way I know how to say this is like the power with which she's communicating herself through fashion always, but specifically in New York, this particular trip.
1: I always love Kim in New York. I think it's such a vibe. (laughs) Okay, Courtney. It is a vibe.
0: No, so it is. I mean, Julie and I were walking home, when was it, last night, two nights ago? And we were walking past the Ritz on Central Park South, and there were just barricades of people. And it, was, it wasn't was like she was coming any minute. But I, I have not... Here's my thing. Since she has been in New York, I have not walked down Central Park South when there haven't been people
1: standing in the barricades. Right. They're, like, waiting all day for her because they don't know when she's going to come back. But it is – I mean, listen, by the way, that in and of itself is so crazy to walk by a group of people and know exactly what they're doing there.
0: Yeah. And also, you know, that's not something that is so frequent in New York. Not in the sense of, of course, are celebrities constantly, but people don't wait like that here. It's very different.
1: Right. Like uh, – the. The most amount of waiting I've really seen, I mean, and it depends. Like when you know a giant celebrity is staying somewhere, it always happens in Soho. I remember Sean Mendes walking around recently and there were just giant crowds. I know that when Kendall stays down there, there tends to be big crowds of people. But when you have a celebrity in New York, it's really not typical that there's like giant crowds of people waiting. For Kim, it was just, I mean, it's as big as I've ever seen it. And also everyone knows where it is and they know where to wait. But I don't know, there was just something about her being here for this specific reason that felt so New York and just so crazy to me. I don't know, I can't explain it, but it's just, I'm so excited for her. I I just can't get over it.
0: Well, it was funny because when Julie and I were walking back, we were like on the other side of the street and we crossed and we were just observing everybody standing there. And what I loved the most was there was a crowd and then people would walk by and they would ask... What are you guys standing here for? And as they were asking, they were walking and they had no intention of staying. And the second the person in front of us would say, Kim Kardashian, they got on the line and we were just watching these people and you and I were like, okay, it's 10 o'clock at night. Like we're not standing here. But I did love watching everybody immediately switch from like, eh, I'm too good for this to like, no, I'm standing in these barricades. People that I would not have expected.
1: The funniest part of the whole thing actually was the cars pulling up to the Ritz and people getting out that aren't Kim. And all of a sudden they get out of the car and they're met by a paparazzi flash. And then the paparazzi all realize that it's not Kim. And they're like, what the fuck just happened that I went to go check into my hotel and I just got flash mobbed by the paparazzi?
0: <laughs> I know. When I tell you, honestly, that specific instance is my worst nightmare, that happening.
1: Oh, same. Because
0: it's one thing if you're expecting it. It's one thing if you're expecting to be photographed. If you were just going to your hotel room innocently. How do you know that everybody waiting for you is thinking that you're Kim Kardashian?
1: Imagine how blindsided you must have been if you had no idea Kim was staying there.
0: Right, or the the level of my psychosis when it comes to photos is that if I were staying there and I knew that I was arriving even anywhere near the same time as Kim and I was somebody that only traveled in block Escalades, you know that day I'm calling an UberX so that nobody would ever even think it's me. Like I'm pulling up in a Toyota Camry Uber because I don't want a paparazzi to approach the car if this were me in this alternate universe.
1: I actually had that thought, but not about that. We should talk about that another time. Um, <laughs> my thought was like, I if I was Kim, I'm on this really big kick about celebrities just fucking with people. If I was Kim, I think it would have been hilarious to pull up in like a regular Toyota Camry. Like that would have act- absolutely cracked me up for Kim to have gotten out of that car.
0: Just because you would have watched the collective like- confusion. Yeah. it's a Total confusion. And then everybody's looking to the paparazzi because there's always the few paparazzi guys that like really know what's going on. And obviously they had the heads up. And so everybody kind of watches them and they would be equally as thrown
1: off. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> a lot going on here, huh? And we spent a really long time talking about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Well, duh.
0: Well, something else that I wanted to talk about, sorry to go completely off script. I know this isn't even on the outline, but last week we didn't talk about the Kylie Swim thing because the reviews had just started to roll in. And I think we wanted to get a better sense of like, how are people feeling about this? And honestly, I thought just based on our luck, that if we did a segment on that, we would have said, you know, and we're waiting to see if Kylie releases a statement. And then right after she would have released a statement, but it's been almost a week and There's nothing. So, I kind of want to talk about some of the reviews. I would love to. Okay. So, let's just backtrack for a second and say that obviously Kylie announced Kylie Swim. And then shortly after, she announced Kylie Baby. And so, before any of the products were released, before people even really got an understanding of what they were going to look like or the cost or anything like that, there was a little bit of a confusion of like, was this the way it was intended or did something get screwed up that these releases are so close to one another because it just feels a little bit confusing, especially since one would assume that a swimmer line would happen in the beginning of the summer and it's happening in the beginning of fall. Correct. So everybody had that question in their mind and Kylie Swim goes live, You know, people order it. I don't know the numbers, but I'm sure that it did very well because especially for an initial product release from the Kardashians, Typically has that effect. And slowly, the reviews really started to creep in on TikTok. And it was, I mean, I can only speak for myself. Every single video I saw was people being completely appalled as to the quality. And I think this is a really important distinction to make. These were not people that bought it specifically because they wanted to try it on with the goal of shitting on the Kardashians. These were. Kylie fans, you know, it wasn't like these were bloggers that were buying it because they enjoy doing negative reviews on Kardashian products. These were people that were really excited about it.
1: Right. And I mean, first of all, I didn't see one positive review at all. Like every single one of them was negative. It's not like there was a couple of pieces where we're like, oh, you got a bad, like batch of the bunch. Like every single one that came out was like, this is a problem.
0: The other thing about the way that the reviews were rolling in on TikTok was that, you know, people got them on different time schedules. And I think what happened a lot is that people were excited to open them. However, they had heard whispers and they didn't know how much of that was accurate or how much of it was just, you know, people wanting to shit on Kylie. And so to watch people go from pure excitement to like general confusion, not necessarily anger, they were just so confused how. Kylie and I'm going to put it up there the daughter of Kris Jenner and the sister of Kim Kardashian who has seemingly taken so much pride in her products is releasing something like this like if I had to choose the number one emotion that surrounded this it was just like deep deep confusion
1: right and there's so many layers to that confusion also because I think the initial response was just the confusion about the timeline like okay you have a swimmer line why are you dropping it the second it starts to get a little chilly out like it's like it seemed like something had gotten screwed up. A lot of people were talking that originally, like maybe it was supposed to drop at the beginning of the summer and then it couldn't. So she's dropping it now. But then once people were reviewing it and you saw that it just, like was just completely not up to par, it was like, why wouldn't you have waited and then done it at the next season? Like, why wouldn't you have waited till next summer to drop it and then made a product that you can actually be proud of?
0: I'm really confused by that. I, and I'm really curious if Kylie is going to release a statement, which I want to talk about that in a minute, but I just feel like, listen, I'm not somebody who buys all of their products at all with the exception of Skims, but I do feel like there's a baseline level of quality that they all want to achieve. I recognize that some of their brands are more higher than others, but this type of stuff is not something you would typically associate with something that Kris Jenner would put her name on. And I know that if you dislike the Kardashians and you hear me say that, your first response is like, oh, please. They always are trying to, you know, peddle trash. And I, I hear you, but with their own brands, that's really not the case. There's a baseline level of quality. I'm not saying everything is skims, but this, this is just messy. It feels cheap. And the one thing that they're not is
1: cheap. Right. That's what's so confusing. I mean, forget about Chris's name. Like, yeah, that's totally a great point. Kylie's name also comes with a certain standard we also put Kylie on a certain pedestal and I think with Kylie Swim we were like you know it's not like a skincare line or a baby line both of those things are like yeah maybe some people will use it I'm sure it sold out because it was your name attached to it and and you know people just want to have that but for the most part people are just going to stick to the skincare that they know and the really reputable names and the really reputable brands. So they probably won't switch over to Kylie skin. So regardless of the product that you're putting out, your name associated with it as somebody who isn't a skincare expert is probably not going to do as well as one would expect your makeup to do or another product to do. Same with baby. Most people aren't going to buy Kylie baby for their baby. Not when the honest company exists. Right. But the thing with, the swimwear line is that it totally had the ability to be what Kylie Cosmetics is. It totally had the ability to stand out among her products because it's so on brand with her brand that it made sense for her to do. So for it to be the product out of everything that's so clearly the lowest, it it's just so weird it's just so confusing to me exactly
0: right like when you think of kylie you think of so many of her specifically og like a few years ago i'm even talking you know when stormy was really young even pre-stormy posting bikini photos was her thing you know that was that was a huge part of not only the tumblr era but even after that and so i think also the way that her bikini style has evolved i totally would think that this would make so much sense and it is just so deeply confusing
1: if i was kylie baby Like if I was running Kylie Baby, I would be like, scratch all of the products that we're putting out. Make a kid's fashion line. You are so synonymous with kid's fashion because of the way Stormy is dressed. And it's a conversation that so many people have. No one wants to wipe their baby with Kylie Baby wipes, but they would totally dress their kid like Stormy.
0: And you know what else I was thinking? She has the opportunity if she did that, even if she didn't want to have her own line to do so many collabs. Like think about a Kylie and Chrome Hearts baby collab. Could you imagine? I would get pregnant tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. Especially people in LA would eat that shit up. There's so many that I could think of. And I mean, listen, she clearly knows what she's doing. She's doing something right. But this just feels off to me. And I, I want to talk about the statement thing. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt that she's going to release a statement because I feel like she has to. But I guess my question to you is, one, do you think she would be fully transparent with the reason? And two, what is the timeline on if she releases one, do you think?
1: I don't know because I don't even know what she would potentially say in a statement. Like if you're Kylie right, and you release a product and every single review on it is just bad, what could you possibly say to make that better? oh, I'm sorry that we just released a product that wasn't up to standards. Then it's like, okay, but it didn't go through any checks. You didn't have any sort of like supervision over what the product you're putting out was. You're putting your name on something and you're not making absolute sure that it's the best quality that you could have for the price point you're putting it out at. Like, what do you say as a response to that? What do you say in a statement? Because I guess you didn't technically do anything wrong. You just put out a shitty product.
0: Well, no, completely. In terms of you know the public response, I don't think that people would be necessarily you know, kind or forgiving. So I don't think it really matters in terms of what she says. I more so wonder if there actually was a production issue, if there actually was a timing issue, would she say that? Or would it be more of kind of like a blanket statement of like, we know we disappointed you and we're going to do better type of thing. I don't know.
1: I think that option too is the only thing that you can do. But I mean, listen, It'll be so interesting to see if she keeps this Kylie Swim thing going and does like another drop without ever addressing it. See,
0: to be honest with you, I I don't care either way. I'm obviously not like personally offended one way or another. But the reason that I think that that would be just inherently wrong is because the way that Kylie has built her entire brand and all of her marketing has been through direct communication with her fans through her social. The reason that I would dislike her being silent on the matter is that you don't get to leverage that connection with your audience only when it benefits you, and then not use that same line of communication you have when you need to own up to something. Again, I don't really care; like I'm, not, I don't, I'm not personally upset by it. But if you are somebody that is, and you purchased her stuff, I can completely understand where that frustration comes from. I don't like the hypocrisy in that.
1: I totally agree with you.
0: Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, comments by celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for fifty percent off. Visit RosettaStone.com/comments. That's fifty percent off and limited access to twenty-five language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your fifty percent off at RosettaStone.com/comments today. And also, I know I, you know, I was saying Kim and Chris, and you were saying like totally, but also Kylie that's 100% true. But I I think it was Isabel that was saying this yesterday, right? Like, Don't you feel like Kim out of anybody wants to sit her down and be like, we don't do this. (laughs) I do feel that way. (laughs) Me too. I was thinking there was an episode from Keeping Up so long ago. It was when Kylie had short hair, I think, or even before that. And She wasn't necessarily rude at a shoot, but she wasn't overwhelmingly kind to the people there. And I remember Kim said to her, like, that is not how we operate. Your reputation is the only thing that you have. And kind of just listed it out for her, not in a way that was constructive criticism or advice. It was her telling her the facts and how she's going to be. And I, obviously at this point, Kim's not telling Kylie anything. I mean, they're worth the same amount of money, but I do wonder if a conversation like that would ever take place.
1: Right. it's it's interesting because they're worth the same amount but in the eyes of the public I think that Kylie should still be listening to Kim I think that Kim's longevity in terms of her career and the public fascination with her and the public adoring of her only grows every year and Kylie seems to be on somewhat of a negative incline even though her net worth is growing which seems kind of like the opposite of what should be happening but in my mind it is and you know not to pin them against each other because I actually think what's so interesting about the family is they all have such a specific role. And the reason that the family works so well is because those roles work together so well, like Kardashian colloquium, I believe put out a video and she was talking about how, you know, Chloe, for example, the public perception of her and the accessibility of her is one of the reasons that she most likely won't be invited to the Met Gala. Again, never say never there, but that's one of the reasons. And she was saying, that's not a bad thing though. There's so much of the Kardashian brand is dependent on Chloe and the accessibility of her and what she represents for the family and how she kind of brings them to a more humanizing level. And I obviously thought that was so interesting in the way that they all kind of do that and they all kind of have their own role within the family. With that being said, there is a reason that Kim is the clear leader of the family. There's a reason that Kim will always be that standout person in the family and that her role will continue to be the most important. Because even when you have somebody like Kylie, who you kind of think for a second, like, oh, wow, this brand's really increasing. Like she could, she could top Kim. She could really take that spot in the family. Something like this happens and you're reminded like Kim would never let this fly.
0: Totally. I mean, okay, so let me ask you something. This is very different and I am not comparing the two, okay? I just wanna throw this out there for a second. And I remember at the time that this happened, it was a very sensitive issue. We spoke about it. When Kim first released Skims, it was under the name Kimono. And you remember she faced serious public backlash. And a lot of people thought that that entire slip up that happened there was gonna be enough to completely end this considering the fact that they had already produced so many things. And I think that, again, totally different than the Kylie Swim situation. It wasn't a quality issue. It was, you know, just a, a lack of regard for a culture. I think the way that Kim turned that into the brand skims and the fact that she was able to do it and to think on her feet and to make the change and to acknowledge the wrongdoing and the Brand has seen such success, even with such a rocky start by something that was objectively wrong. It wasn't people being sensitive. That was just an objectively wrong move. That to me is such a testament to the way that she leads her businesses. And everything that you were saying to me, that's such a good
1: example of the way
0: that she pivoted
1: it. And more than anything else in that scenario, though, Skims lived up had SKIMS not been the product that it is and people really feel so strongly about SKIMS, I mean, look at you, you own every single product that's ever been made by SKIMS, I'm pretty sure. Like people really, really love that product and swear by it. If it didn't have like that sort of public support in terms of like, this is an actual good product, Kim would have never been able to turn it around. And that's the issue with Kylie Swim is like, she's going to have to, if she wants to continue this, release a really, really fucking good product.
0: I know. I know. And I just don't know if the damage has already been so done. Because to be honest with you, if we're going back to when the name was originally Kimono, I would have said, I think the damage is too far gone. But you're right. The quality of the product was so exceptional that- she was allowed to handle her mistake, change it, apologize, and move on. And people were still excited to purchase it once they saw and heard how good it was. I don't know if you get that opportunity twice if it's a quality issue. I, I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, no, it's a really interesting conversation. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like, generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just wanna know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract, and that's one way of avoiding it. Okay. I guess at this point, we're not even going to do the Courtney and Chloe take Miami episode, but I feel like personally, I would rather talk about Kardashian news and I feel like people would rather hear it. I just didn't realize that there was this much to talk about until we started.
1: No, I didn't either. And also with the episode, like it came out in 2010. Like, What's the rush? You can wait another week for it.
0: Listen, in my dream world, we would have the ability to do a Kardashian recap on Monday's episode and then have the bonus show just be a full news roundup, but it doesn't always work out like that where there's enough.
1: No. And even this week, it's not like there's so much. I just feel like we're really passionate about the things that have come out. And we obviously spend a lot of our time talking about the Kardashians just in our own life, in our own group chat. But I feel like particularly this week, we've been having a lot of like really deep conversations about them, not just like the news that's going on, but just them as people, like them as the Kardashians. So I feel like to have that discussion on the podcast was also worthwhile to do because it's not just a news story.
0: Yeah. This is our outlet, really.
1: It very much is. Yeah.
0: So this is what I wanted to ask you because – so we released Monday's episode and in it we talked about the Hulu show and our friend Brian, when he saw the title, he texted us and he was like, oh, did you guys talk about whether or not Scott is going to be in it? And we were like, no, we had, didn't even discuss that. I thought it was just a given. And then we ended up getting into this whole conversation about it. And we were saying that – you know initially when Kim had first talked about the show, she fully said that Scott was gonna be on it. And I personally was fully under and still am fully under the impression that he's gonna be on it. Then as we let that conversation into the universe and we were talking to some other people, they had the thought that if it's gonna be so Courtney and Travis focused, maybe he wouldn't wanna be. I personally, and I could be totally wrong, I don't see that being a thing. Like I feel like Scott is to Kardashians as fucking bread is to butter
1: good comparison.
0: I know you would like a bread and butter comparison.
1: You caught me off guard. I was like, what are we even talking about? Once you said (laughs) bread and butter, I literally forgot the Kardashians even existed for a second. I know, take Um, a deep breath over there. Yeah, I'm good now. I'm ready to refocus. The thing with Scott is that above all else, I can't, based on the ending of last season, imagine a scenario in which he would ever give up The time spent with the family recording, even if he never does a scene with with Courtney, which I cannot even imagine happening because I have to assume their co-parenting relationship is still great and still functional, even if he's like, I don't want to be in a scene with Courtney, he's never going to pass up the opportunity to film with Chris and Kim and Chloe.
0: Okay, so that's point number one, which in my opinion is like far and away the strongest, most convincing argument because we literally saw it was his biggest fear last season. But I think on top of that, and I would say it's number two, but it's like there's a big gap between number one and number two because I can't stress how much I think that's the overwhelming reason. The other thing is like, I think that Scott. Likes to be able to share his side of the story with the audience because he knows, especially in his confessionals, you know, he has this way of being very endearing and funny and people gravitate towards him. Whereas it's not like he has a social media presence to kind of fall back on. Not that he doesn't have a following, but he doesn't connect with his followers in that way. And so his best shot at shifting the court of public opinion, or not even shifting it, but just, you know, maintaining any sort of praise, in my opinion, is through a confessional or a scene with
1: Kim. I completely agree. And can I offer a third point also? Oh my God, I would love you to. Not that he needs it. I just don't see a scenario in which Scott passes up a Hulu check.
0: I was about to say. Okay. Need is a really strong word. It's not, agree. It's not that he needs it. I do think though to continue funding the lifestyle that he not only lives, but also aspires to, there's no way that a few million dollars are coming in and he's going to say, no, I just don't foresee it.
1: I think even with the Courtney and Travis relationship, like despite all of that, all of the logical signs point to Scott's appearance in the show, like just exactly what we discussed the thought process and to know the Kardashians and to know Scott would all point to the fact that Scott would take place in this. I think the only reason that people are hesitant has so much more to do with the fact that he hasn't posted about the filming and less to do about the fact of the Courtney Travis relationship.
0: Right. But is that that uncommon that he hasn't posted? I, I don't feel it's not that he doesn't document his life on social. It's just that his method of documentation is rather arbitrary. You know, sometimes he's constantly posting photos of the kids and then in real time, and then other times he's posting you know, photos of like an old romance in Lake Como. I, like I don't know. I, I don't necessarily think that his social presence is the best indicator, although I could understand an argument saying he would want to solidify to the public that he's doing it unless it's part of their strategy to build curiosity and skepticism around his involvement.
1: I totally agree. I, again, I'm completely of the belief that social media isn't enough of an indicator specifically with Scott. I, th- I think to amend what I was saying before is Courtney and Travis wouldn't be the overwhelming reason for him not to be a part of it. Like, I think that if you know, Scott, you know, that despite all of that, he would still want to be a part of it. I think that the relationship gives people pause as to whether or not he would be involved in it like if you don't really know the situation and again i could be wrong he could not be in it and it would throw us all for a loop but i think that if you know scott you would assume he would be in it and if you don't really know the situation that well you could absolutely assume that based on the courtney travis relationship that he wouldn't want to be i think because of that people are then looking to his social media more than they normally would for a sign of life that he is on it or Looking to Kim's social media for her to tweet something and be like, Scott was at filming today and just point blank answer our questions. And because we haven't gotten that, that's where I think people are really fixated on.
0: Completely, completely, yes. And also, I'd like to add to that that let's say that there was a world in which he wasn't sure if he was going to do it originally. I feel like it's the type of thing that Kim and Chris, specifically, Chloe as well, but really Kim and Chris, and honestly, I'm going to say all three of them Kim, Chris, and Chloe would sit him down and be like, not only do we want you to do this because we want the time with you, like, you know that this is the right thing for you and not doing it for this reason. Again, we're assuming for 30 seconds that the Courtney and Travis thing would be his reason. Like that is not a sustainable reason or one that you won't regret. And I just feel like that influence, like if Chris is telling him this is the smartest move for you, what's he going to do? Say no.
1: Totally. And also going back to a point that you made earlier, Scott is just a natural born schmoozer. Like take, them in Miami right now, the season that we're currently watching, like everything about Scott is just how smooth and schmoozing he is and how he kind of glides through life because of his personality and the way that he's able to turn on that charm. And I truly believe that in a time where Scott does not look as favorable as he used to, like in that the past couple of years, as favorable as he's been, he needs to come back to camera to turn that charm factor on so that people can remember why they've fallen in love with scott over the years and why they've constantly forgiven him for the things that he's done and why they even root for him
0: right and it's not that i don't think scott is aware of him kind of having the gift for gab and understanding that that's the best move for the court of public opinion chris who understands pr better than anyone is also highly aware of that and i think also says to him like listen I'm telling you this is the move because your likeness and you know how people feel about you is what's pushing talentless is what's going to be pushing potentially your other spin-off shows like I think she's so tuned into that
1: and also the huge Chris factor that cannot be ignored aside from you know like somebody who feels very protective over Scott and still obviously loves him so much and wants to see him succeed She wants to see the show succeed and she is, if what, if Kris Jenner is one thing, it's not stupid. And she knows how many people are going to be tuning into the show to fully examine that dynamic between Courtney and Travis and Scott, or even just Courtney and Scott alone. There's not a chance in the world, in my opinion, that she's going to let Scott not be a part of the show just for the sheer numbers that it would bring in just for the sheer momager aspect of this whole show.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I mean, not that I needed to be convinced. I started this episode out saying in my world, there's absolutely no way he's not on it. But I would just like to say that again and accept full responsibility for sounding really stupid in a few weeks. But I think there's absolutely no world Scott Disick is not on the show.
1: I'll be, fl- I'll be floored and I'll be upset.
0: Yeah. So fuck it. Let's die on that hill.
1: I, I mean, listen, it's, it's nice to die on a hill when you either find out one way or another In the next couple of months, whether or not you were right.
0: I know, but it's like a nice little hill activity in the meantime.
1: (laughs) I love playing on a hill with you. (laughs) Do you love playing on hills together? So much. (laughs) Okay. Well,
0: I, I'm so surprised that this just happened in this way. And this is the exact reason why we can't, You know, it would make so much sense in theory to like, oh yeah, why don't you just record all of the Kardashian recap episodes in advance, then you can release them every week at this exact time. But it's like no, because if something happens in the world of Kardashian, we want to be able to talk to you guys about it. It's I feel like it's just so much more enjoyable for the audience, and I'm struggling with the fact that by doing that, it lacks consistency in a release time. But it's like such such in my opinion and from everything the feedback we've gotten it's such significantly better content like what if we recorded this two days ago and then we missed kim posting that video from snl like to me those are the things that we want to talk about in the moment
1: no i totally agree i mean again that's the beauty of the kardashians though is that there's never a time where there isn't something to discuss like we were literally having this conversation where we were so tuned into how often we have conversations about kim where we're like How long has it been since that didn't enter our orbit in some way, shape, or form? And not even as super fans, not even as people who like spend a lot of their time discussing them, just as people who absorb news. When was the last time that you got through a news cycle without something Kim related popping up or something Kardashian related popping up? And that's why it's so beyond interesting to discuss them and have an episode like this because it's also not just a news story. It's not like you read one thing and you know, whatever you get in the article is all you have to discuss and go off of. Every single thing that happens with them, you then have a wealth of information and backstory and previous experiences to back up your opinion and be able to discuss it even further and further and further and make a million new points about it. That it's like, you can take something as small as Kylie's bathing suits being underwhelming in quality and have a full discussion about where that fits in, in terms of the entire Kardashian empire.
0: Yeah, it is really unique. Honestly, it is really unique among celebrity culture, in my opinion, because honestly, because of the way that the show has allowed us such intimate knowledge into the way that they work and the way that their family operates. It's, it's because it's so much less hypothesizing with them, or at least it feels like it's so much less hypothesizing because you naturally feel as though you know them and you know the way that they would react to situations so much better than your average celebrity or honestly, even your average reality star.
1: And this is why I always feel when people point to like up and coming celebrities or up and coming reality shows and stars, and people are like, they're going to be the next Kardashians. No, they won't. Like there will never be another. This is a blueprint that nobody could possibly follow. You can have a famous family. You can have a marketable family. You can put out a family that does a reality show where every single person in that family has something to market and offer. It'll never replicate what is currently being discussed.
0: I mean, Julie, talk about a hill I'll die on. You know how deeply I agree with that.
1: I mean, it's. Remember people say that and they throw that term around so often. And by the way, that's not just Kardashian specific. Like, Oh, they're the next Beyonce. Oh, they're the next Rihanna. It's like, these people are held to such a high position and regard for a reason. And it's because the ability to just replicate that and be the quote next of it. It's not possible.
0: No, it doesn't exist in that way. Remember we were having that conversation about something completely unrelated today with Bridget. And we were like, yeah, you may not like them, but you have to recognize the cultural impact kind of thing. Right. It's like very, very similar.
1: I so agree. I yeah. also think every single thing we discuss about the Kardashians, if people who don't like them were able to switch their thinking into like, I don't like them as an individuals or what they are, and we're able to switch that to like, wow, look at the impact they've had on pop culture, whether I like them or not, the conversations that could be had surrounding them by so many different groups of people would be so much greater.
0: Yeah. I did a pretty good job at convincing the woman in the nail salon And not, not, I not, you know, I, I wasn't, I was letting her talk, obviously, and I was interested in her opinion, but she was going into it with curiosity and with a willingness to have her mind change. And I definitely think that I made some points that she said shifted her perspective, which is honestly my drug.
1: How many people over the years do you think that you've spoken to specifically at a nail salon about why they should like the Kardashians?
0: The limit does not exist, Julie. Really.
1: That's insane
0: that tell me that is not me in a nutshell.
1: It absolutely is.
0: Yeah, I know. Okay. Well, I just had so much fun. This was, I can't believe I get therapy, like real therapy again tomorrow. And I also got this.
1: Wow. What more could you ask for?
0: Nothing, literally nothing. I feel so lucky. Anything else you would like to mention?
1: No, that's it. That was amazing.
0: (laughs) That was amazing, right?
1: I thought so. (laughs) I had
0: so much fun. (laughs) Okay. Well, we love you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Um, I I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I'm just (laughs) happy to be here. (laughs) Let's talk about baby making for a second because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be. Meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Frida Fertility. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the Conception Aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Frida Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.